Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am every, uh, what is this, Wednesday night? <laughs> Sorry, Thursday night. Oh, my good friend, Mr. Ramiz. You're losing track of my days, man. It's been a, a crazy couple of days, but uh, how are you, Ramiz? It's um, been a little while, been a week here since we spoke, but how are you, man? Are you, are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm on the verge of uh, ending this semester, which is really great news. And uh, we got 13 games played ahead of us, man. So yeah, we do. So we gotta we gotta move along to this. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, we do have some injury news we want to see on top of. Obviously, 13 game mega slate here, guys. Um, not the biggest one of the season as I was so remiss before we hopped on, but probably tied for the second, if not the second biggest one. So lots of games. We're gonna try to move through them as quickly as possible. Probably cover our top games and not every single one, just so you guys know. Uh, we are covering this early, obviously, so it's more of a primer than anything. But we do have Nikola Jokic. I'm gonna mark him as questionable with that calf injury. I think he's more towards playing because he did set out this one. Uh, that we're playing right now. Uh, Shea Gildas Alexander is out already with an ankle injury, which kind of surprised me a little bit with the Thunder being in the thick of things, but got some uh, some thoughts there. Kawhi Leonard is questionable with a with a personal matter. Uh, LeBron James is questionable with a foot injury. I believe he will play though. He's been playing pretty much through that every single time. Uh, Julius Randle is already out with an ankle injury. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. It's a tough blow for the uh, Knicks on the verge of the playoffs. Uh, Miles Turner questionable with a back injury because they're tanking in Indiana. Uh, Halliburton is out already uh, with an ankle injury and tanking. <laughs> uh, Larry Markkinen in Utah is out with a hand injury already, which is also a little surprising since he's the the head guy for a most improved player. Uh, but he, he he's already been marked out. Uh, Kelly Olynyk is questionable with an illness, so the Utah Jazz are also doing their best to tank, it looks like. Uh, Bradley Beal. Already out with a knee injury, quote-unquote, tank. Uh, Kuzma out with an ankle injury, uh, trying to get the best pick. And Gafford, uh, questionable with a foot injury. I would lean towards him, probably not playing Ramiz. I'm surprised that Przingis is playing a lot, but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Uh, Terry Rozier, already ruled out with a foot injury. Again, the Hornets have nothing to play for, so... Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Ubre questionable with a shoulder injury. I would lean towards him not playing, but we'll see. Uh, Hayward already doubtful with a thumb injury. Dennis Smith Jr., also on the Hornets, uh, questionable with a toe injury. I actually think he is truly questionable. I think he does really have an injury. I think if he's healthy, he will play. So we'll see about that one. Uh, Keldon Johnson, questionable with a foot injury, quote-unquote. We're not sure about that one. Uh, Zach Collins out with injury management, I guess. Uh, Devin Vassell, questionable with a knee injury management thing going on. Uh, they're trying to eat women, yeah, that's all it is. Uh, Jared Allen is doubtful uh, with a groin injury, so that's a big one there for the uh, Cavaliers. Killian Hayes, uh, interesting one, questionable with a uh, leg injury. He had to leave that last game with that leg injury, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, for the Portland Trailblazers, obviously they're sitting all their big names, but they also have Trenton Watford, questionable with an ankle injury, and Keon Johnson is already out. He broke his finger in shoot-around remise, on Wednesday, oh, uh, probably going to be out for the season. So yeah, I can't. No more Keon Johnson for you guys. Sorry about that. Cam Reddish is also doubtful with a back injury. So there's really nobody left in Portland. It's kind of crazy. Uh, KG Martin is questionable with a hip injury for the Houston Rockets, and we for the uh, Timberwolves, we do have Nas Reed is questionable with a wrist injury, and that was a bad looking injury. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards him not playing. Uh, honestly, Gary Trent Jr. is also questionable with an elbow injury for the Raptors. <gasps> oh, big breath. And that's everything. It's a 13-game slate, so obviously a lot of uh, injury news, a lot of moving pieces here. If you guys haven't been watching, we do have a new live show that we do host uh, over on YouTube. We share that link uh, on Twitter and all, all those places. Go follow us. Go uh, check out that show. 
we are uh, putting in good work here as we get up to tip off. And we're going to be doing that again tomorrow on this 13-game slate, this massive 13-game slate. So uh, please join me for tomorrow for that uh, live broadcast. But anyways, Rabiz, let me just uh, – since I talked forever there, why don't I just ask you, Ben, what, are you, what is the game that you're targeting here on the slate? Uh, I'm going to talk about the Knicks versus the Cavaliers. Let's talk uh, about yeah. So I believe you mentioned Julius Randle being injured, right? He's being out for the remainder of the season, I believe. So mm-hmm. I think that's really good opportunity for Obi Toppin at 4,000 to get a lot more opportunity because uh, he does bring shooting. He does bring a different uh, aspect of, of course, there's some other options there. Uh, and the other option would be Josh Hart at 5,800. And of course, he's six foot four, but he's one of the best rebounders for a guard. And I don't see why he wouldn't be an option to play at power forward especially against the Cavs team who doesn't have Jared Allen, so they're going to be moving Evan Mobley's fight to the center, probably still wanting, uh, starting Lamar Stevens, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah. so Josh Hart could easily slot in and do what he does best. And at 5,800, I think it's also a pretty solid price in this 13-game slate. And then on the Cavs side of things, uh, I like Darius Garland. I mean, I've said him multiple times for, I think, multiple uh, of the pods, and I just think at 7,400, he's a really good price, especially because he has to take on more of a responsibility without Jared Allen. and the Knicks are a pretty good team, and of course, they don't have Randall, but Jalen Brunson, uh, of R.J. Barrett, and then, of course, uh, Emmanuel quickly being in great form right now, is yeah, they're still a really great team. Yeah, they are decent. It's going to be uh, probably a closer game than most people will guess without uh, Julius Randall. Obviously, for me, it's um, you know Jalen Brunson. i got to look at him at 8,000 uh, with no Julius Randall. Should have some additional uh, playmaking duties, so you know, maybe a few more assists, maybe a few more shots coming his way. I think he's a fine play for cash games. Um, I do have Obi Toppin here at 4,000 on my list, but I also have a, a word next to him, Ramiz, and that is BEWARE in all capital letters. BEWARE. Uh, I think he managed 20 minutes or so the last game. He did come in when uh, when uh, Julian, uh, sorry, when Julius Randle got hurt. He did start the second half uh, for Julius Randle. But at the same time, uh, Tom Thibodeau just does not like him. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that uh, for some reason he just does not want to play him and uh, I didn't see a single shot attempt in the fourth quarter which really uh, really surprised me in the third quarter he had like uh, three shot attempts in the fourth quarter he had none um, I think he does have a high fantasy ceiling but on this Knicks squad he just doesn't have a role so uh, I'm fading him I think he's gonna be highly owned uh, I don't you know, blame me for that call at all I think it's gonna be a very popular decision for people they're just gonna look at the injury and say I'm immediately going to the guy that's gonna cover for him and that makes sense to me but I, I'm personally not going there but you I like your call of Josh Hart though uh, but I actually went a little bit of a different direction you did mention him here RJ Barrett 6400 uh, feels like we're sleeping on him a little bit here you know he is a very talented offensive player he just hasn't had that role with you know Jalen Brunson and uh, Julius Randall ahead of him on the pecking order but now he's basically the second guy he's the number two so uh, I am liking him at 6,400 here, even against a stout Cleveland defense. So, uh, but good, good call in that game. Though I thought that was an interesting one, one as well. Um, let's move on though. This is a game that I've got like this is I, I, most games I've got like three, maybe two or three or four people. Uh, this one I've got one, two, three, four, five, six people. Oh, I'm interested in. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Indiana Pacers and the OKC Thunder. Oh, uh, which is a very interesting one. Obviously, no Shady Hills Alexander. So let's just go ahead and knock this one out. Isaiah Joe at 5,300. Uh, he just had a really crappy game. And as you know with me, that always makes me um, more interested in the guy because more people are going to be off of him. But he put up, I believe, 39 and 43 DK points the two games before that. Um, something like that, something along those lines. So I'm looking for him to return to form a little bit more there. Uh, you know, even if he hits like 30, 35 DK points, I think that's really good for a 5,300 price tag. So, uh, But on the Pacers side, that's actually where I've got 
a major all of my names, all the rest of my names on this list here. Uh, I think you can go with Mathurin, 6,300. 6, I think Nembar at 6,200. Jalen Smith at 5,300. Isaiah Jackson, 4,900. Aaron Neesmith, 5,400. Any of those dudes, I think, are a really good play. I wouldn't stack all of them, obviously. That's way too many faces. <laughs> uh, but maybe two or three of them, uh, if you yeah. need to do three, that's kind of a little bit of a reach, I think, at those price tags. But but two of them you can definitely do. I've already got two of them in here. I'm, I want Isaiah Jackson really bad. Uh, he's probably the one of my top guys here because I just want him to have a good game because he had such a bad game well not a bad game it just wasn't as good as i was hoping for last game and i do feel, i feel like his upside is still the highest here and obviously we know with the thunder they don't really have a good center rotation they don't have a center at all really so i think this is a really good matchup for him as well uh and the other guy i've got kind of starred for me is probably uh andrew nempard uh at 6200 he had a, a career high i believe 15 or 16 assists in the last one uh, which is just incredible. But, yeah, he uh, didn't shoot the ball particularly well and still managed to put up, managed to put up like 14, 15 points. So um, looking for him to even even have a better game, uh, you know, assuming that he starts and plays a lot of minutes, which I think he will. But uh, I know I, na- I talked a lot and named a lot of guys here, uh, Ramiz, but any of those guys you feel strongly about or uh, any other guys I didn't mention? I mean, you made my job a whole lot easier. I mean, you mentioned <laughs> Isaiah Joe at 5,300, which is uh, – honestly, he's been a guy who, especially without shade, just takes – Shoots, keeps on shooting the ball, which you just love to see, especially after 300. And then, of course, uh, I also have Jalen Williams here. He is expensive at 7,500, but I mean, taking into account that there's no shade, so he's gonna get a lot more yeah. shots, and there there might be no Miles Turner, so there might not be much of a interior paint presence. And Jalen Williams has been on fire. I mean, to end off the season, of course, if it wasn't for Paolo, uh, then Jalen Williams would definitely be like among the top rookies in terms of in the rookie of the year race. But uh, yeah. that's besides the point. But Jalen Williams, uh getting a lot of DK value too. I mean, there's a reason he's priced at 7,500. And uh, on the Pacers side of things, uh, you mentioned a couple of the guys, uh, Jalen Smith at 5,300. Obviously, I think you're favoring Isaiah Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. but I like Jalen Smith more so on the offensive side. I think he can add a bit more post, uh, post-offense post in that side of things. And then uh, I also went with Nemhard at 6,200. Of course, uh, TJ McConnell is always an option too at 5,700. But I think the Pacers are kind of on the side where there's seven games left and they might just want to maybe just get a few more losses for... Victor's yeah. case, and uh, he probably will get a lot more minutes than TJ McConnell. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, I know Miles Turner sitting out there is questionable, but I have to believe he really doesn't play in this one. There's, <laughs> there's not a lot of incentive here for him to play. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm really into the Pacers here. I think uh, OKC, you know, Isaiah Joe, uh, maybe Jalen Williams. I, I, I like that call as well. Uh, I think there's some other guys in that price tag, price range. I like a little bit more, but we'll talk about them. Uh, what other games are you looking at here, Ramis? Uh, let's see what are the games I'm looking at. I'm looking at I'm looking at Kings versus Blazers. Uh, obviously the, with the Blazers side of things, uh, there's a lot of questionable players. But uh, in the case that you know a good majority of them play, I do like Kevin Knox at five thousand. I think uh, in this type of slate, you're gonna kind of need these kind of studs because I mean there's a whole lot of directions you can go with the thirteen game slate, right? But uh, Knox at five thousand, like you said, they don't have cameras. They don't have so and so, I mean, the list keeps on going. Yeah. And knocked the five thousand. I mean, he's the guy who can, he can shoot the ball. He's gonna get opportunity. And the Blazers aren't really good, uh, at all. So he will get a lot of minutes. And then I also have Infernee Simmons in the case he does play, because at sixty one hundred, he's one of those players who not just this season but last season. I mean, whenever Dame was out, I mean, he used to just be able to just do his thing, uh, play, make, score the ball. And if that's the case, I think especially on the fact that they don't care if they win, he will be lighting up the the shot chart. With shots from everywhere and uh 6100 i like that price and on the king side of things uh i was looking at the over and unders and i think it's like 200 uh 
40. I might be mistaken, but I think the Kings are favored to win by like 14. And obviously, you don't want to take that fully account for the results are going to be like that. But mm-hmm. Keegan Murray at 5,200, I think with this depleted Blazers roster, the Kings are really good. They clinched the playoff spot. And uh, as long as they keep on doing what they've done best in this winning game, scoring the ball at a really great pace, uh, Keegan Murray is going to be a part of that in 5,200. And he's going to get a lot of minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that, man. Um, just to be clear, Anthony Simons has already been ruled off for Friday. Just a heads up oh. there. But, yeah, no worries. That might have happened after you looked at him. But no worries. He is out. But if he was playing 6,100, yeah, I definitely think yeah, with with nobody else playing around him, uh, <laughs> that would have been a great, really good play. Yeah, Shadon Sharp's a guy that I was, I've been on, obviously, but 7,900. I just can't go there. Um, on a 13-game slate. I mean, if it was like a four- or five-game slate, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a 13-game slate, I'm just not – I don't feel that one. I mean, I think he, I think he could hit okay value on that at that price tag, but, but yeah, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, Nazir Little also 5600. Um, I mean, I think it's okay. It's not the best play in the world. Um, he does take a lot of shots. He probably will here with nobody else playing. So, you know, maybe he does hit hit value for you there as well. I just don't think it's the best. Um, I I just don't know where to go on this Portland side. That's why I'm like, I'm fading them all. Um, I think you're, you know, you had some good calls there with uh, Kevin Knox. Uh, Jabari Walker is another guy I'd probably look at, just a very young guy. They're, they're, they're probably going to give some run here, 4,600 for him. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, nobody's playing. It's just like, uh, it feels so gross to me. I, I'm just not sure. Uh, I did have on the Kings side, though, like you said, I think it's going to be kind of a blowout here. One guy that kind of popped out to me for a GPP-type play uh, was Trey Lyles at 3,600. Uh, been getting minutes in the low 20s. And, you know, if this is a blowout, they're probably going to sit this bonus early. Um, they'll probably play Metu, uh, so you can look at him also. He's uh, actually 3000 so he's actually about bottom pricing. He's another guy to look at. And again, this is large field GPPs. You're trying to take down those big ones. Um, but I think for me, even if for like maybe even in some cash games, if you're looking for a guy that you want to slip in there that's really cheap, uh, Trey Lyles uh, has really good hot upside as far as like fantasy points per minute. And uh, he's already been playing in the rotation. And um, not necessarily the youngest guy in the world, but he's on, you know, he's definitely on the. I think he'll play if it's a blowout type list. So, um, so anyways, that's that's that one for me. But yeah, moving on, man. Let's talk about another one here. Um, another one that I had kind of a lot of interest in is uh, Atlanta and Brooklyn. This is actually probably the one I have the most interest in, like the spend ups on. And for me, it all starts at the top with Trey Young at 8900. I mean, this is a guy under 9K. Uh, you're looking at the other guys on the slate. Um, there's nobody else I don't think in that price range that I'd rather have over him. So that's why he really stood, stood out to me. You do have Kevin Durant at 9,000, <clears> which hopefully we'll talk about in a little bit. So that's a, the guy you might be able to pivot to off of him. But uh, and Russell Westbrook, 8,700, there's no Kawhi Leonard. We'll talk about that as well. But uh, everyone else, though, I think I'm, t- I'm going to take uh, Trey Young over them 10 out of 10 times. And even those other guys, I might take Trey Young over them, you know, 8 out of 10 times anyways, because the, the Hawks are, you know, scratching for a playoff spot. Brooklyn's also scratching for a, play, a playoff spot. Um, they want to stay ahead of the Heat. Uh, Hawks want to stay hopefully out of 10th. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully my Bulls can overtake them, but but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, yeah, so I think this is a game that means a whole lot to both these teams. So I'm taking the stars here. I'm taking Trey Young. Uh, I'm also taking Mikel Bridges. I'm running it back at 7,800 Mikel Bridges. I thought that was a really fantastic price point for him as well. I guess it's Atlanta Hawks team that gives up a lot of points. And then the last guy I mentioned, uh, hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder here on these, but uh, Nicholas Claxton, 7,100. Uh, ben, one of you guys, you've been calling pretty much all season long, and I think uh, you know this is a, a good spot for him. 
uh, against an Atlanta team that uh, isn't really good against the center position, which is kind of surprising uh, given they have Capella and, and Akongu on the in the uh, lineup. But uh, for some reason, they just can't stop centers, opposing centers. So uh, I do feel like those three guys, Mikhail Bridges, Trey Young, uh, Nicholas Claxton, make for a decent core on a 13-game slate if you want to target one game. This might be the one I do with a lot of my salary. But how are you feeling about that, Ramiz? Uh, I mean, I'm with you on the Mikhail Bridges pick at 800. Uh, on the trade young side of things, I went with someone else around that range. Uh, I think we'll get to that when we get to it. And so I went with a cheaper option in DeJounte Murray at 7,600. Uh, looking at the over-under, it's 242, about like a one-point spread for the Brooklyn Nets. So it's going to be a close game, and it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I, I think DeJounte Murray at 7,600, he'll still be able to kind of do his thing. It was just score buckets and uh, playmake. And I also went with uh, another player in the case that DeAndre Hunter doesn't play, and that's Sadiq Bey at 4,500. Uh, he's been kind of uh, having some pretty decent games put together. I've uh, been getting a few rebounds. And uh, at 4,500, you're not expecting him to really go nuts. I mean, if he does, that'd be amazing. But uh, I think he's been able to get around 30 DT fantasy po- uh, points. And at 4,500, if you can get that, I think that's a pretty great deal. Yeah. I like it, man. But I do think that this is a game, like this is one of the few games, not few games, but definitely one of the games on the slate here that has a lot of uh, implications for the playoffs. So it's a game where you're going to get a lot of out of the stars. So I think that's one thing you need to take away from this from this podcast, though. Uh, all right, Ramiz, what's uh, another game that you're looking at here, man? Uh, so the guy who I went in my 9,000 range you actually mentioned is in the Nuggets versus Suns, and that's Kevin Durant at 9,000. Uh, I think this is the chief missy overseas, Kevin Durant, and you're going against the number one seed, uh, it is a game to kind of show why the Phoenix Suns could be notified as a super team. I think this is the game where you kind of humble the first seed. And I do think Jokic will be playing if all things uh, go as they should because he did set out this back-to-back against the Pelicans uh, in the first set of back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, this game should be competitive. I, I believe the Suns are also home. And uh, not because they're going to be on a back-to-back, so I think this is a good game for KD to go off. I also have Josh Okogie, who uh, is one of the guys, been, uh, the guy who's been able to benefit from uh, this uh, KD trade because he's been starting as the the guy who kind of just does the dirty work for them, and he'll be able to have some great stat lines when he kind of just rebounds, just plays defense. And on the Nuggets side of things, I went with Aaron Gordon at 5900 because even though I do predict he's going to have a great night, I think Aaron Gordon is going to have a a kind of a really a big task in uh, guarding him, and I think he'll play a lot of minutes because of that and i he's been having a great season uh, uh completely and uh just getting a few rebounds a few assists a few points i think should be really easy for Aaron gordon 5900 i like it man yeah uh yeah i definitely have kevin durant circled here like i said you know if i'm not playing trey young i'm playing kevin durant or uh, someone else uh, russ westbrook if there's no Kawhi leonard i think those are probably my top guys there that i'm paying up for uh, on the slate but yeah kd he did manage 29 minutes in that first game back from an injury so that's really encouraging um you know hopefully he sees 35 minutes or close to it in this one uh, and if that is the case then 9,000 is just 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 playing too cheap uh for maybe the best basketball player on the planet of course, there's that all the injury issues, but uh, and you know it's debatable. But I think that it, um, he's up there for sure. He's definitely one of the top, uh, you know, three or four or five players in the world. So, anyways, uh, moving on, another game I'm kind of eyeing here. Uh, Ramiz, let me just uh, mention it. Of course, uh, Chicago Bulls and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I mean, anyone that plays the Hornets nowadays. Uh, and again, the Bulls are another team where you know they're really jockeying for position in the play-in. Game means a lot to them, so they're not going to be, uh, you know taking it easy in this one. They're going to be going all out. So, yeah, I like all the Bulls' big three here. 
uh, you know, Vooch, Levine, DeMar. I think you can play any of those guys. They're all basically the same price, which is kind of crazy. I think the fa- my favorites, personally, uh, if you're in cash, is going to be Vooch at 8,100. I think he's going to be pretty highly owned because uh, we all know centers against Charlotte Hornets, um, which really, I mean, at this point in the season, you can probably get better centers elsewhere because, like, there's, like, half the teams aren't trying. So, you know, there's not you don't necessarily have to target a team against the center position. So uh, I think for cash, though, I think he still will be highly owned. 8,100 is a, a good price for him uh, in this situation. Levine for GPPs at 8,100 as well. Um, absolutely the ability to go off. He was really quiet in the last game. Didn't get to the line at all. Had zero free throw attempts. Uh, only shot two three-pointers and hit zero of them as well. So I'm looking for him to really bounce back in this one uh, and obviously have a really big game. And I think I'm going to throw out the bull side here. Is Patrick Williams at 4,200. Uh, if this game does get out of hand, you know, the Bulls are up 20, 25. Uh, you, you see a few more extra Patrick Williams minutes. And let's just face it. I mean, the Hornets are, they're just crappy. They suck. So uh, Patrick Williams really showed me a lot this season so far with uh, it was his, his development on the offensive end. So I think, you know, uh, that's something else the Bulls want to showcase as we get down the stretch here is that Patrick Williams can be that, you know, maybe six man off the bench at this point. So, uh, but yeah, I'm looking at those guys there on the Bulls, on the Hornets. It's a mess, man. Uh, do you have anybody in the Hornets you're looking at specifically? I can name some guys, but I want, I want to give you a chance here. Uh, I was just looking at Theo Maladin, honestly. If Dennis Virginia decides not to play, I think he's the only active point guard I think they would be able to give minutes and expect some decent play out of. So I, Theo Maladin at 5,500 is the only guy I'd look at at the Hornets. Yeah, I know P.J. Washington just had a crazy game. I'm just 8,500 is just like, that's too much. Uh, and that Thunder uh, Charlotte game was drunk, man. That was, it was just a ridiculous game. Uh, I watched a lot of that game. It was, it was a fun game to watch, but uh, not good basketball, I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, I mean, and Mark Williams and, and Nick Richards, if they're both playing, I mean, that kind of caps both of their upsides. Uh, I do like Athea Melodon call, but, you know, he was like 30 – like 4,200, 3,500, something like that last slate. Now he's like 5,500. So I'm like, eh, not super into that either. Um, so yeah, I just, I think I'm just fading the Charlotte Hornets all, all out right here. I'm um, just not loving these price tags that have really crept up on us here. So, um, all right, let's move on to it. Is there another game that you're targeting here, Ramiz, or another player that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, let me go quickly look. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of uh, players in the Pistons versus Rockets. Yeah. Uh, starting off with R.J. Hampton at 3,800. I think if Killian Hayes, I believe he's questionable, mm-hmm. unless he's determined out. But uh, if he yeah. decides not to play, I think R.J. Hampton at 3,800 uh, is a player who I really like, especially since he's the one who decided to take on a lot of the minutes after he got injured mid-game. And then, uh, obviously, with the center rotation, there isn't Isaiah Stewart. It's always a tough call, but uh, I guess this Rockets team, I think maybe Julian Duran kind of gets the benefit uh, because he's going against up here in Sangoon who is probably not the best pick-and-roll defender, and I think Durant right. could take advantage of that in 5,200. <laughs> and then on the Rockets side of things, uh, this is honestly a guy who I don't... I, I mean, obviously, he's a really solid player, but I don't know. I, I really go from every slate. I would have him in a couple of my uh, my plays, and that's Jalen Green at 6,900, because uh, Jalen Green, uh, I think, he's had a rough stretch, but he was on a five-game uh, road, uh, road, five road games uh, consecutively. So him playing at home and him playing against the Pistons, which he kind of has that motive because, uh, you know, they drafted Kate over him and that was the whole thing last year. So <laughs> I, I think that might be a case again. So uh, 6,900, Jalen Green, as long as he gets his round, his 25 shots, I think I'm really happy at that price. Yeah, fair enough. I think uh, for me, man, it really comes down to, uh, as you mentioned, you know, Jalen Green or Jaden Ivey. Uh, both of those guys for me are like, um, I've actually got Jaden Ivey in my you know, lineup, lineup I built here early. 
because um, I think he's just been absolutely going off recently. And I think there's no, uh, you know, it, it, the reason is because we're coming down to silly season, uh, sitting a lot of guys. Jaden Ivey's just, you know, getting the ball in his hands a whole lot. Uh, with Killian Hayes out, he's going to have, like, all the playmaking on his back. So uh, I'm really looking for him to have a really good game here against a, D, a very bad defense and a very bad team uh, in the Houston Rockets. So he's actually one of my top play in this game here. Uh, but I think Jalen Grant, 6900 which is 200 cheaper than Jaden Ivey, also intrigues just because the price tag's a little cheaper. And he does have that upside, the same upside, basically. And Detroit's equally bad at basketball. So uh, And they're sitting everybody as well. So, yeah, I think both of those guys, I think you can even stack those guys, honestly. Uh, and I wouldn't be totally, totally opposed to it. But uh, I think both of those guys are, are near the top of my list of, of like, must-haves in your rosters here. Um, there's one more other guy that we haven't talked about yet that I do want to talk about here. Um, I want to talk about uh, Rudy Gobert, 7,300 against the LA Lakers. I like the spot for him a whole lot. I'm not really a big Gobert fan in general. <laughs> Just not a fan of him, uh, you know, in, in real life or, uh, or in DFS typically, but, uh, but he's been having really good games in DFS. I can't deny it, you know, getting 40 or so uh, plus DK points. And the Lakers are really weak at center position. Uh, you know, they play Anthony Davis there a whole lot. He doesn't like to play center. Um, they're missing their backup in Mo Bamba. So centers have been just destroying the Lakers recently. So I think this is uh, a good reason here for me to look at him. Obviously, no Nas Reed also helps. It gives him a bump. I think he'll play a few more Gobert minutes. Uh, and there's another guy here I'm looking at as well uh, because of that, uh, Ramiz. It's Luca Garza at 33000 which is minimum pricing here. Ooh. This is GPP only. Uh, not, I wouldn't play him in cash <laughs> at all. Uh, but, yeah, if, uh, if you get news that Nas Reed is going to be out, they're going to have to play somebody at that backup center position. So if you get 15 minutes of Luca Garza, um, this guy's capable of putting up 20 DK points in, in, in 15 minutes. It's, it's just as simple as that. So um, so I think you go with him in, in a GPP. But, but, yeah, I think Gobert, for me, uh, has a really high upside in this game. What about you, man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because I thought I'd be the only one talking about Gobert. But uh, <laughs> I think we both thought about the same thing. I was looking at his past stat lines, too, where he really had amazing games. I think he averaged around, in the last two games, he averaged around 53 DK fantasy points. One of them was 51, the other one was 55. Uh, and, of course, it is questionable with Towns coming back. You know, you wonder if uh, he'll be able to kind of do what he does best. But, uh, like you said, the Lakers don't have a center. Uh, and, of course, they are more of a paint-attacking team. So I think Gobert will yeah. have the same opportunity to kind of just do his thing, get blocks, get rebounds. 7,300 is, like, I don't really go for Gobert. I think it's the first time I've mentioned Gobert, too. <laughs> uh, but I think it's one of the best opportunities of getting a really high price, uh, high play from Gobert. Yeah, so, like, we're talking about, um, that's why if we're talking about, like, you know, Vucevic at 8,100, I'd rather play Gobert at 7,300, honestly, with this matchup. So, because uh, also that, that Hornets and uh, Bulls game could get out of hand early, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, one last guy I do want to touch on here, uh, Ramiz, which we haven't yet, is... Um, Kristaps Porzingis, and I did, did mention him a little bit before, but 9,500 for Kristaps. Obviously, no Bradley Beal. They're playing Orlando, uh, another team that gives up a lot of points. They have a lot of big bodies, but at the same time, like, um, this guy's been going off. I mean, but can we trust him? That's my question, I guess, for you is, you know, can we trust that Kristaps Porzingis is going to play 35-plus minutes? Because I've had a lot of just – I question that a lot because he just got his uh, extension or their – no, I think they mentioned their talk about his extension – uh, you know, they're, they're really, uh, as teams like, you know, rolling on that one. So, uh, I think that maybe he was playing for that. Maybe just trying to show them that he still had a lot left in the tank here. And at this point, he has, they, they have nothing to play for. Uh, they're not going to make the plan. I mean, there's an outside chance they make the plan, but I just don't think that they're, that's their priority right now with their, them sitting deal. So, uh, do you think that they are going to play Porzingis the full allotment of minutes? 
Uh, I don't have Przingis on my list because he is pretty expensive, but he's been having some great performances. And uh, I believe they're going against Orlando, so I don't think his game will be affected that much by Wendell Carter Jr. or whoever else they decide to play. Uh, but 9,500 is somewhat expensive, especially if, I mean, you mentioned some better options than Trey Young and uh, Kevin Durant, who are cheaper. Uh, and then you, you can even go a bit cheaper and you can go for someone like DeMar or Levine, like you mentioned. So I kind of just stood away from that price. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's been going off, though. You can't really blame you. Yeah. Uh, he's an interesting guy to look at. I'm, I'm just not sure. How, I'm probably going to stay away. It might bite me in the end, but you know what? Um, it's okay. Sometimes, you know, you have to make those tough decisions and, and that's one of them. So, um, anyone else that you wanted to mention here, Ramiz, that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, I guess I'll talk about one more, uh, a bit budget of a player, uh, and Robert Covington at 4,900. Uh, I think you mentioned him earlier. Uh, I mean, you were hoping he would get a lot more minutes eventually. And yeah. uh, I guess he is finally at the end of the season when Paul George is injured and Marcus Morris is dealing with the illness, I believe. And, uh, obviously they do have some guard options too. I think Covington is a safe option because if Kawhi plays, if Kawhi doesn't play, I think he's still going to get a ton of minutes because he's kind of kind of shown that, you know, he's a really a, a great defensive presence. And uh, they have a lot of guards, so I don't think any of those guards will really affect his play because he's a tall defender. And I think his only other competition is Nicholas Batum, and who even then I don't think provides the same defensive uh, impact that Covington does, especially considering the competition is the Grizzlies who yeah. they're going to need for perhaps playing small ball against Jaron Jackson Jr. Or uh, even to play at the four if they decide to run uh, Xavier Tillman. I like it, man. Yeah, uh, that's that's all. I, I'm on board with all of that for sure. Um, one of the guys that I had on my list that we haven't spoke about yet, uh, kind of a little bit out of left field. A lot of people are going to be like, ooh, uh, but it's Utah. Utah sitting everybody literally don't even know who they're going to play. Um, but Lucas Samanich, I hope I'm saying his name right. Lucas Samanich or yeah, Samanich. Yeah, I got him too. Yeah, 4,200. 4, um, just a guy, you know, he's got a really high fantasy game. Uh, his real life game is really lacking. I remember he's he's uh, most famous probably for uh, Bobovich just kind of really getting ticked off at him for really bad uh, transition defense and then getting sent to the G League shortly after. Uh, that's probably his biggest uh, his biggest moment in the recent uh, last couple of years. But uh, he's back in the league now, playing for a contract. Uh, they're going to probably sit a Linux here. They're playing Boston. It's going to probably be a blowout. Uh, so I'm looking at Lucas Almanich. Uh, who is absolutely out of left field. I think he's going to be low-owned because people are just not going to know who he is. Uh, they might look at his box scores and play him. Uh, he might have a little higher ownership than I'm thinking. But but he does have uh, the ability to you know contribute points, blocks, rebounds, assists, everything you can want. Uh, really nice fantasy game from this guy. So he's kind of like a Luca Garza, honestly. Uh, but he's actually going to get minutes here because he's like guaranteed to get like you know 25 to 30 minutes. So uh, so you had, you had him as well. Anyone else you liked that Utah-Boston uh, game? No, not, not at all. I mean, uh, I, did, I just had Lucas Samanic at 4,200. Uh, yeah. Celtics are on a back-to-back, so maybe yeah. uh, on the late side of things, some players get scratched off, and maybe uh, a Derek White does look good in that scenario. But uh, as of right now, they all look healthy. Uh, yeah. But like you said, it might be a blowout. And I think Lucas Samanic at 4,200, uh, one of those budget players, if you want to have a Trey Young, have a Kevin Durant, you're going to need someone like Lucas Samanic to fill up the budget. And uh, he's, you know, with whoever decides to play, I think Lucas Samanic is guaranteed to play. So that's good. Yeah. Absolutely, yep. Uh, all right, let's move on to Thrive, then thrivefantasy.com. If you haven't gone to Thrive, go there and sign up and use the promo code ETHOS to get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks. Uh, we have one of those big tournaments going on, 13 games, so there's a lot of stuff to choose from. Uh, I have three plays that I was really into, Ramiz. How many did you end up with? I got three, too. All right, cool. So uh, I'll just go ahead and start. Uh, I do have Jakob Pertl under 10.5 rebounds. That's 90 points against the Philadelphia 76ers. 
hopefully I'm not stealing yours, but uh, but yeah, they're playing Joel Embiid. Uh, Portal's kind of the only center on the roster. He's not like super terrible getting in foul trouble, but he is he does get in foul trouble uh, from time to time, and I think this is a really bad spot for him because he could get in foul trouble early. Uh, that could hit the under, and even if he doesn't get in foul trouble, he has to go up against Embiid, who gobbles up forwards also. So uh, I think that's kind of a double whammy there, and that makes me lean towards the under there. So uh, what do you have there, Ramis? Uh, I don't have Jakobota, but I have someone else, and uh, this is probably a much different pick than this year and recent years. But uh, that's James Harden under total 19 and a half total points for 105, mm-hmm. and that's mainly because uh, kind of how the Raptors play him, and he ha- he does struggle with the big wings, and he kind of defers to Tyrese Maxey, who ends up kind of killing us almost every time. Yeah. Uh, James Harden, he usually doesn't have like a high scoring game, but you'll see him have like 15 assists or something like that. And with Embiid and Maxi healthy, I don't think he really needs to score the ball. And uh, I think at 105 points, it is one of the risky plays. But maybe it's not that risky because the over was like 95 points. So they don't even think he might, you know, it's obvious that he'll score over 19 and a half total points. But I kind of like that pick. I'm going to skip my next one because I think it's probably going to be one of yours. Uh, but I do have Jalen Brunson over 6.5 rebounds and assists. That's only 85 points. Uh, it's against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, hey, no, uh, no Jalen uh, Wow, Julius Randle in this game. Uh, so he's going to have a few extra assists here, I believe. Uh, maybe an extra rebound or two. Uh, who knows? But he's going to need to be needed on the offensive end. Anytime someone's needed on the offensive end, they're just going to play more minutes. Um, and then, therefore, they're going to just go over, most likely, in their other categories as well. So um, you got 85 points there. It seems like a lock to me. Uh, what's your next one there, Amis? Uh, I went with another Jalen and Jalen Williams at yeah, over yeah, at 27. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I skipped that one. That was my last one. But, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, 27 at total points, rebounds. Uh, I mean, you chose them as well because it kind of feels like a, a good one for 110 points with no shade, uh, possibly no Miles Turner. I think a uh, great chance for Jalen Williams to really do his thing. And then uh, do you want me to go for my last pick? Yeah, go ahead and go with your last one, yeah. Uh, last pick was someone we both talked about, which was Rudy Gobert, uh, over one and a half total blocks and steals. And you get 95 points, uh, another one of those oh, wow. safe yeah. options. So uh, I don't think that really should be an issue against them, especially uh, going against uh, the Lakers. Yeah, uh, you're going to have Anthony Davis and LeBron James relentlessly attacking the rim, so I like that call a whole lot. I, I must have overlooked that one, but I should have had that one on my list as well. But that's all good. That's our Thrive plays for you guys and also our DraftKings plays. If you guys like what you heard, go ahead and like, subscribe to the show. Uh, we will be bringing this to you through the playoffs as well, so we are going to be around for a little while longer. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBPKeith. And Remy's where can people find you, man? You can also find me at Twitter at 2Nice. That'll be spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. And uh, do check out our live lock, lineup lock show again tomorrow. Uh, we're going to go about 30 minutes, maybe a little earlier than that since it's such a big slate. Uh, but we're going to go before the lock and just cover all the late-breaking injury news and tell you guys who we're swapping in, swapping out. The same kind of stuff we do for DFS Pass members, which you guys should get DFS Pass at sportsethos.com. Go sign up for it. It is cheap, and it's uh, you'll get that every single day. Uh, but we'll be doing this hopefully until the end of the season. Uh, through the postseason. So until next time, guys, go get that money.